and welcome to the Confidence Through Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie B. I'm here to help guide you through your fitness journey and teach you everything I've learned through building my own body and mindset. On this podcast, I will be giving you my best trainings, tips, and mindset shifts to help you build confidence through fitness. Hey y'all, how's it going? It is the second episode of Confidence Through Fitness and I want to know how your week has been. For me, my week was pretty good. It started off with helping my little brother raise money to get a new Xbox or the new PS5 because unfortunately his Xbox broke, but that's probably because he plays it, I'm not even joking, maybe 10 hours a day. So I don't even know how he gets his schoolwork done. He does all online schooling, thank goodness, but that is my youngest brother. Um, So I helped him do that. We raised over $300 for him to get that. So I think that's super cool. You know, I was able to help him do that and help um, organize and orchestrate a rummage sale at my parents' house. So I felt really good doing that. Um, And then, I don't know, I've just been really enjoying the entrepreneurial life and I've been going for a lot of walks and just sitting in the silence being still and really just enjoying my time with my husband and just really soaking in life right now and having the freedom to do what I would like to do and I really am appreciating and enjoying this time of being an entrepreneur and you know even the world right now is still kind of in chaos. I'm still just super excited that I'm able to create and cultivate and nurture and just care for all of the women out there that need my help and would love to hear a little bit of a word from me. So I am absolutely blessed. I'm feeling blessed today. Um, I won- I really wonder how your guys' week has been. If you know me personally, go ahead and DM me on Instagram. But I'm going into this episode super excited because I let my Instagram followers actually choose the topic that we are going to talk about today. And the topic that was chosen is Choose Your Words Wisely, A Guide to Positive Self-Talk. So I think that this was a great topic for y'all to choose and if you want to be part of the next batch go ahead and follow me Mackenzie B fit on Instagram so you're able to vote on the next topic but getting into it why do I think positive self-talk is so crucial to our success I think that it's because we are the creator the creators of our own life and everything that we own, everything that we have, everything that we earn, we have cultivated and created it from our own minds and from our own actions. So everything that we do or say or accomplish must come from us. It can't come from anything else and that's why I think positive self-talk is so important when it comes to wanting to achieve more, to wanting to be more and do more and just really leave an impact on this world and especially now I think that people really need to muster up the courage and realize that their voice matters their voice is heard they are being seen their actions are being seen 
I think that's super important right now and that's not going to happen unless if you have the confidence and the positive self-talk and the positive self-imagery um, to achieve those things and do those things and get out there. So my experience personally with negative self-talk really came from my childhood, you know, probably along with everybody else. But it grew into something that became my reality as a teenager and young adult, especially in college. I was so impacted by the things that other people would say and other people would do around me and I wasn't my own person. You know, I mean, my parents were great, but there were times where their expectations really hit me and some things were said that even to this day, affect me and they still make me cry because those are my parents, you know? They're the people that nurtured you and cared for you and loved you, hopefully, um, throughout your whole entire childhood. And there are just some things that were said kind of maybe in the heat of the moment that really stuck with me. And I kind of grew up thinking that I was not the smartest kid or not the most talented kid. Granted, my parents used to tell me that I was extraordinary, like I said in the very first episode, but there were just certain times and things like um, my parents, my dad would joke around and say that I was Cinder Kenzie because I was the oldest and I would do the dishes and clean and, you know, I was one of the only kids that could do that at the time because my siblings are so um, spread apart. But, you know, things like that definitely hurt my feelings and a couple of are you stupids and, you know, just general phrases like that. But I'm very sensitive. I've been very sensitive since I was a kid and that kind of grew into something that followed me throughout college and it's really difficult now to even think about the things that I had thought about myself back in college. I thought that I wasn't pretty enough. I thought that I didn't have anything to bring to the table. I would just kind of settle for anything and anybody that would talk to me and use that as validation that, you know, I am smart, but it wasn't It wasn't up to my standard. Those people that I was hanging around or talking to or dating weren't up to my standard. And I really used them, unfortunately, to try and justify my feelings and justify feeling better about myself and seeing myself in a more positive light because these people, even though they weren't up to my expectation and standard, these people were seemingly accepting of me and what I had and what I looked like and what I brought to the table. But looking back at that now, it's really difficult for me to even think about the people I used to hang out with or the things that I used to do or the people that I used to date because my standard now is 100% above what my standard was even three years ago. And that's a huge, huge jump to what I was doing and maybe one day I'll get into the things that you know I had faced back then but it's still very difficult to even think about and how I used to see myself and how I used to talk to myself. I used to tell myself that I was ugly and I used to tell myself that I wasn't smart but in reality that's 
not what it is and I'm going to teach you guys exactly the realizations that I had and what didn't work and what did work in order to get myself from the feeling of feeling low and down and you know just being super insecure about myself and talking down on myself constantly to now where I feel that I am my own entity. I can do whatever I would like and nobody's comments or you know their justifications that they want to put on me is going to affect me. And that's a huge, huge game changer, especially because now I am running my business and doing it full time along with a lot of other things. So if you want to accomplish great things in life, you can't have that baggage behind you. You can't have that negative self-talk. Otherwise, it's not going to work out for you. Maybe it will, but you'll get there a hell of a lot faster if you can just get your self-talk down and really learn how to talk yourself up, especially in those moments where you feel down. So some of my realizations coming into this is no one is coming to save you. So in all in all, you know, no one really cares about how you feel. Nobody really will pay attention. Yes, some people will be like, are you okay? Are you doing well? But in the end, people really just care about themselves and making sure that they feel justified and they feel uplifted and enlightened. So no one is going to come save you and try to nurture you into your feelings. And even I have my thing about therapists too is like, yes, they're there to help you, but also they are really collecting a check as well. You know, you go to, they go to school and they work so hard and that's their job. And I would hate for anyone to go to a therapist and not get out what they put in. And I've been there before. I've seen, I want to say three therapists or four therapists in my life and not one of them really helped me um, until I took an NLP session and that was absolutely life-changing. That was something that went deep into my subconscious and really um, just crossed out and negated the things that I used to think about myself and the feelings that I used to feel about myself and my past. So the first one, first realization, no one's coming to save you. And the second one is no one on this planet will love you more than you. And I know that's also another hard pill to probably swallow because I'm married. Um, my husband loves me very, very much. But until I step up and I love myself wholeheartedly, he could never love me the same. And I also think that's why our relationship is so strong because he's very confident in what he does and his craft and who he is as a person and how he was raised. And I also have learned the lessons from my childhood and have learned to be more confident in myself and to love myself unconditionally no matter what stage I'm in in life. If I'm in a planting stage, if I'm in a growing stage, if I'm in a fruitful fruitful season, you know, he can also celebrate that with me because I realize where I'm at and I meet myself in the middle. I always used to say that I'm 100% of a person and he's 100% of a person and that never had stopped, especially after now that we are married and after we got married. He has his own things that he loves and he enjoys and he does and I also have the things that I love and I enjoy and I indulge in. 
And I think that's really important that when we are trying to find somebody and trying to seek validation from other people, that's why it doesn't work. Because how you see yourself, how you cherish yourself, and how you treat yourself internally will really reflect externally. So it's really hard to attract the people that you want because that energy match and that energy exchange just isn't there. So those are the two things that I had realized going about on this journey. And I'm going to start with the first three things that didn't work for me when I was trying to get my self-talk to become more positive. So here's what didn't work. Number one was seeking validation from others. Now, I know I kind of touched on this before, but me personally, I have had a lot of entanglements, I guess you could say. Entanglements, uh, relationships, whatever you want to call them. And that's how I would try to seek my validation is through dating men. And that sounds horrible and people are like, oh, Mackenzie, you probably dated a lot of people. I fucking did, okay? I dated a lot of people, but that's because I was trying to find that love. I wanted to find someone to love me like how I wanted to love myself, but I just couldn't at the time. And when you're pulling people in from other directions, whether it be friends, spouses, um, mentors, whatever, it's it's just not going to work in your favor because you don't have that self-love for yourself. So why would anybody else give that to you? That's not, it's just not going to work that way. You think that you're pulling all these people into your life and I think this is the point of when people have many, 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 many friends and people that they talk to, it's great to have friends, but how many of those friends are actually your friends, you know, and you're just trying to seek that validation and get all of the attention that you want, but really it needs to come from yourself. So seeking seeking validation from others is the first thing that didn't work for me. The second thing that didn't work was affirmations. And I'm not talking about like the one-off, like I'm a great person, I can do this, but I know that a couple years back, I'm not quite sure, I haven't really paid attention to this space lately, but people were talking about affirmations and writing them down constantly. I am beautiful, I am smart, I am a business owner, I am blah, 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 blah. I do not like that anymore. I used to try it and I just could not get the hang of it. It wasn't setting in and I know people say, oh, your subconscious mind is supposed to pick it up and it's supposed to reflect in your everyday life and that's, it just didn't happen that way for me. And I would get so frustrated because I would be writing out these affirmations 100 times plus a day And I would still feel like shit. I would still feel the same. And I just thought that it was a complete and utter waste of time. And I think that this definitely ties into doing the things that work for you. So you can't go and copy somebody else and their journey and what they're trying to do because you are a very different person. So affirmations just did not work for me. I hated them. I hated writing. I hated taking up space in my journal. I hated it. Journaling is going to come up in the future of this episode, so just bear with me because it's going to be different. But number three of what didn't work was trying to change the things that I didn't like. So for me, for example, I always thought that I looked manly, and that's because I 
did gymnastics since I was six years old. I was a collegiate gymnast and I am a two-time national champion. So you can just imagine how hardcore I had to work out. I had to be in the gym constantly just trying to keep up with my teammates and to keep up with the curriculum that my coaches had set for me. So I had a lot of muscle, a lot of muscle growing up and once I was done with gymnastics, I was really lost for about a year and I tried to change my muscularity, tried to change my structure, but genetically, I wasn't able to change my structure because I have genetically broad shoulders, a smaller waist, and no hips, no butt. So like I am an upside down triangle. And then on top of that, add muscle to my frame. So I had big shoulders. My traps were super big and they were, I would like to say they were up to my ears, but maybe that's a little bit overboard. But I tried to do things like running and don't get me wrong, I love running now. I'll run now. But back then I tried like running a lot to get skinny and I stopped lifting weights and you know like I just tried to do the things that I personally didn't like because I wanted to change something that I thought was wrong with me but when in reality it was the words of other people that were affecting me and I fed into that. My negative self-talk then was just so horrid it was you are disgusting you're manly you're big you're all of this bullshit that I let just affect me in such a negative way and then I saw myself as those things that people were saying so I didn't work trying to change the things that I didn't like did not work for me at all and I have now learned to appreciate who I am what I stand for what I look like and all of the things in between. So those are the things that didn't work for me, but here are the things that did work for me. Number one was embracing my insecurities. So like I was saying, my structure and genetically how I am created, I used to hate it a lot. (laughs) Um, But like I said, that was because of the things that people would tell me and say to me and just like made me feel like shit. It It just did not feel good but one of the things that I did do this might be a little TMI but that's okay um, I walk around the house naked a lot and in the beginning it was really weird to me because I was like oh (laughs) this isn't good And and at the time too I also had gained a lot of weight especially after being a a high caliber gymnast and then not doing anything I gained a lot of weight so trying to embrace my my new body and what was happening and I had gained like 20 pounds it was difficult for me to want to wear a crop top still and want to embrace and show and care for my body but by embracing the insecurities and even to this day I'll wear tops that really show off my shoulders and my traps and my upper body because I'm proud of that now. I sat myself down and I said, it is not me that has a problem with these things that I I was blessed with. It's other people that are trying to put society's view on my shoulders, on me. And that's, there's no right or wrong way to be created or to live your life or to act 
There's no right or wrong way. So instead of making it an insecurity, make it a blessing. Embrace that. Embrace what people just don't really like about you because it's not their fucking life. It's your life. And that's all that matters is that you care and you love and you appreciate the body that you were given. And I know I say body and I know a lot of people might have different insecurities, but that is probably one of the main things when it comes to my clients and comes to women that come to me and ask me questions is that they have something that they want to change on their body. And I think that everybody is beautiful, but not everybody is going to have that mindset. So embracing your insecurities is the very first thing that worked for me in trying to change my negative self-talk. Number two is I caught myself in the act of speaking to myself so negatively. So I would do this a lot and I would sit there and I would be watching TV and then all of a sudden I would think about something. And then that fed on that other thing. And then it fed on the other thing. And then it kept feeding on itself time and time again. And then I was sitting in this black hole of absolute suck and shit. And I could not get out of it. It was like a black hole of negativity and uck and anxiety and depression. And eventually I really had to catch myself in the act of where it starts from. So it starts for me, it starts with something that I did in the past and then it feeds on another story of the past and another story of the past and another story of the past. Then pretty soon I'm telling myself I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm fucked up and I can't, I couldn't get out of that. So instead of going down the rabbit hole of shit and suck and you're fucking stupid and you're dumb and you have to change that. You have to cut it off at the source, catch yourself and you either have to journal it out. You have to say like, that's not what happened. That's not true. You have to stop yourself because you're just going to keep going down that rabbit hole of self-destruction and negative self-talk. So you have to find what works for you to Take yourself out of that scenario and out of that situation of sucking, I guess, for lack of a better word, because that's just how it starts. It, it starts with one little seed and then it grows into a big ass weed pile that you just cannot take care of. It's not even a garden. It's disgusting darkness and just desert. Oh, it's just gross. You guys, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about because I used to catch myself in that place so many times and then little did I know I would be in bed for the next three days and not want to do anything and not give up, not get up and not spend time with anybody and not go over to my family's house. And it was just a big, big feed into what I didn't want in my life. So I really had to catch myself in that negative talk. So that's number two. Number three is get away from social media. Now I know a lot of our lives are on social media. That's how we connect with family and friends. But there comes a time and a place where you have to get away from social media. And again, I'm going off of the 
negative self-talk that people have about their body and their insecurities in their body because as women and in this society especially, there are a lot of fake people out there that go ahead and get plastic surgery. They get their noses fixed. They get tummy tucks and lipo and like average people just cannot afford that, you know, and me personally, like I've in the past wanted to get my lips done because I was like, I have tiny lips, but it's like, no, little Jenny from the block has fucking ginormous lips and they're not really hers. So it really, it really just takes away, I think social media really just takes away from cherishing the natural woman's body and features because it's all filled with Instagram models and uh, insta hoes and I just it's very discerning and it it upsets me when I see other women praise those kind of women and there's nothing wrong with it disclaimer there is nothing wrong with getting anything done to your face or your body but I'm just saying when it comes to the comparison game you cannot compare yourself to those kinds of women especially when you are all natural sometimes it, you can build a booty through weights that's that's cool and you can do the bee sting lip thing or whatever the fuck but um for me getting away from seeing those types of things and seeing the girls that look perfect all the time and you know because 98% of the time I'm walking around with a beanie on my head my glasses on and some sweatpants I don't I'm not gonna look like that all the time so if I catch myself trying to look at those women and say wow I wish I was that beautiful I am that beautiful I just don't look like that all the time so I what I do personally I know my business is on social media but I get away from social media on Saturdays and Sundays so I try to really unplug I try to get away from that because then I'm able to reset become my own person and it's just gained my confidence overall with making that decision to stay away from social media especially when you know that you are when you are I don't know the word to say when you are a victim of playing the comparison game so that's number three and then for the fourth one I do journaling and also cherishing the little wins so I have a hell of a lot of journals. Denver would say that I have too many journals, but one journal I do have and that is for, it's kind of like my diary. I just write however I feel. There's really no rhyme or reason for anything and I just literally write how I feel. And then I have a bullet journal where I am tracking things. So I'm tracking my sleep, my mood, my stress levels. I'm tracking my little daily wins, my memories, my gratitude list. So I track all of that in there per month. And that has been a huge game changer for me because I am able to write in my journal that I don't feel pretty today or write in my journal that I'm not feeling my best. But I also don't associate that with how I feel on a daily basis. So on those days that I do feel good and I don't have anxiety, that's a 
big win for me. Like it might say like little win, but that's a big win for me when I don't feel stress and I don't feel the anxiety. And what I noticed is that the more transparent that I am in my journal, the less stress I feel because I'm able to just get it out on paper, get it out of my head and move on with my life. And that it's just been such a game changer. So if you're excuse me, if you're somebody that just needs to get it out of your head and get it onto paper, do that because it's going to empty your mind and you're not going to be thinking of those little nagging thoughts of unworthiness and stupidity and just like crazy things like that. You're able to get it out and out of your head so that you can just move on and you're able to enjoy your day stress-free, anxiety-free, depression-free. And I know that It sounds simple, but it's going to take time. You know, I've gone through bouts of high anxiety where I was driving and I had to stop because I was just thinking and thinking and thinking in, I was in that black hole. Like I was saying before, I was totally 100% in the black hole and I had to stop driving or my heart palpitations are so bad that I have to really think about breathing and drink water and like I used to have anxiety like that so bad because I would just constantly work myself up and work myself up with all of that negative self-talk. So that's number four, journaling, getting it out of my head, really tracking my feelings, my stress levels, my mood, my little wins, gratitude, and if you want more information on that, feel free to message me because it has honestly been a game changer. And then the fifth and the final thing that worked for me is to appreciate myself and everything that God has blessed me with. Now, I know that everybody has a different deity that they believe in, but I wholeheartedly believe in God. I believe that he is there to nurture us and to help see us through in this life so that we are not on our own. And whatever you believe in, the universe, God, or if you believe in a rock, that's fine. But just know that whatever you believe in has blessed you and has given you the things that other people may not have. So you are already at an advantage if you have working arms, legs, a brain, um, you know, you've if you're a 100% healthy person, you are already at such a big advantage over those that have, do not have those things and are, you're, that are not blessed with those things either. So I definitely don't think that anything in this life should be taken for granted. And I think that's really what we do is we take things for granted that we don't even know is a privilege. So I think I really encourage you to dig deep and go to your Bible or go to your Quran or, you know, whatever you believe in and just dig deep into why you were created, really trying to find your purpose in life. And I was blessed enough to find my purpose more than once. So right now and how I'm serving God right now is to help people see themselves through to become 100% confident in themselves and in their bodies because their body is a blessing. That is why I love helping people because 
Our bodies are so amazing. Our minds are so amazing. And if you are blessed with those two things and you're fully functioning, then there's really no reason for negative self-talk because you're already created fucking amazing. So let's not take that for granted. But yeah, that's that's my five things on what worked for me and my negative self-talk, turning my negative self-talk into positive self-talk and the image of how I see myself. You really have to choose your words wisely because nobody is going to love you more than you love you. No one's going to appreciate you more than you appreciate yourself and just you're the only person that you can 100% lean on in times of trouble and in times of depression and anxiety because only you know how you feel. So I really encourage you to look at yourself and look at where you are and what you need to change and what will help you get there. Whether it be one of my five things that I mentioned or trying to search elsewhere for that rock for that foundation of your positive self-talk and really trying to hype yourself up and pump yourself up because you are great you are amazing and I think that's also what I've been blessed with is being able to see the goodness in people everybody has something great inside of them they they just need to let it out and I whole wholeheartedly believe that so for you I wish nothing but love and appreciation and positivity and all the blessings in the world because it's what you deserve. You don't deserve anything less than that. You don't deserve to feel insecure. You don't deserve to feel unappreciated. You do not deserve to feel like an outcast because that's just all bullshit in the, in the background. You do not have to feel that way. And my prayer and my wish for you is that you find that positivity and that foundation to really get you to where you want to be and where you want to go. So that's really all I had for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you guys all on Thursday. So until then, be positive, be great, and be loved. Bye guys. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode. If you love this episode, please share it with someone that you love. Give it a like and leave me a five-star review along with a comment because I would love to hear from you. Thank you again for joining me and I will catch you guys all in the next episode of Confidence Through Fitness.